0: Talk to an Artist is part of 723 Ministries at Lover's Lane United Methodist Church. To support our continued work in West Dallas, text LLUMC to 77977 and designate the funds as 723 Ministries. Thank you for helping us continue this important work. Welcome to Talk to an Artist, um, our little web series where I get to chat with artists who have been involved with art cultivation and art distillery at 723. And this week I get the awesome privilege to talk to Rafael Tamayo. Um, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. It's it's a cool to be at a, you know, I, I've been in a plethora of Zoom meetings, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. ones like these are a little bit more cool, I would say.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're in the cool Zoom meeting because yeah. <laughs> they can get really boring.
1: <laughs> uh they can.
0: Yeah. Um, so Rafael has been the host of Art Cultivation for almost the whole time, I'm assuming, yes?
1: Yes, the whole time, yeah.
0: Sweet. So you've seen his face and his awesome presence at Art Cultivation, but for those of us who haven't gotten the chance to really get to know you or to see you in action, why don't you just take a little time to tell us about who you are and what you do?
1: Cool. Well, yeah. Um, first of all, thank you again for for having me. These are really cool. Um, yeah, I. I uh, it's funny. I always get asked to host events, um, and I think it's just uh, so really quickly on hosting events. I remember going to events when I was a lot younger and just not necessarily being intrigued or entertained by the hosts. And I would say things like, if they could just you know enunciate or speak clearly. And, um, you know, it'd be okay. And so I think uh, when I try to host things, I emphasize that. So it's really cool that people are like, hey, you should host this or come host an event for us. Um, but uh, yeah, at Cool, it's really cool. So um, my name's Rafael Tamayo. I am, um, it's hard to put a, a title on what I do, but um, I'd like to say that I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, my formal training or studying uh, was in theater. I'm an actor by trade um so i went to school for that i did you know it was my big dream to be an actor growing up as a child so um but i think over time especially in high school um i'd credit my high school uh, english teacher a lot with kind of opening my 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 eyes to like the possibilities of things and so i got really into english literature and just literature in general Mm. Um, and then going through college and then working with organizations and different people on how they saw theater. Um, I kind of, uh, I remember I, it was a production of The Illusion by Tony Kushner, and it was like, um, and that play itself is uh, like, it's a, a adaptation of another play that Pierre Corneille did, um, but it's like a play within a play, right? And so I had kind of taken the message of theater mirroring life and you know, if a production is a lie, but it reveals the truth about you, what does it mean to you? And it's significant. And so I kind of took that message and morphed it into my own, into, you know, theater basically being everything. And so over the years, I, you know, I had uh, gotten really into the spoken word scene, into the rap and hip hop scene. And so I literally now view everything as a work of theater and, you know, viewed through a different kind of lens. Um, But um, yeah, over the years, I, you know, Uh, study theater and then kind of went into other little areas, did a little bit of music and different things, ultimately with the idea of um, how much can whatever event I'm working on reveal something exciting or something about the people that want to engage and ultimately providing this experience of of, uh, some kind of impact and usually um, positive uh, or something that I feel needs to be either addressed or you know, needs a little more uh, visibility, and um, yeah, that's me. I came from a family, so um, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American, and I always say that because it's important, um, you know, to yeah. kind of bring in what, what my family um, sort of brought with them to this country. My parents came here as, you know, immigrants, undocumented, and they're citizens now, but um, I feel like they did so many things, and they put a lot of things on hold. For their personal interest and things like that so that you know their children can kind of um, live out this dream and um, i honor that in in everything that i do and i think it's really important to revisit that from time to time for me just to make sure that you know i don't lose sight of you know this idea of uh, of, of how i was brought up um, and uh yeah like who, who my family is and where i come from so yeah i i come from um couple of Mexican parents and uh, you know I grew up with uh, uh, an interest in the arts for some reason my family didn't really you know understand uh, I'm, I'm the only I guess artist in the family but um, they were nothing but supportive and here I am working with people like uh, you know Mace and and people from Artillery and a lot of cool people in North Texas and, and you know other areas but um, yeah it's kind of that's kind of uh, the story of me.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. I think it's so important. I mean, I know I've had conversations with people about the importance of like reiterating the narrative that this is a country founded by immigrants and created by immigrants. And so thank you for kind of sharing that part of your story with us and let us know like the importance of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 it's kind of difficult to dismiss that, you know, Mm -hmm. especially in this country. Um, And you know, it's, it's personal, it's a personal story for me. So I, I always do um, do what I can to to make sure that that doesn't get, you know, left behind.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw you in uh, Generations of Adam, which was the show mm-hmm. that Artillery did last year. And so kind of understanding more of your acting background in that particular show. So, you know, I'm assuming that wasn't your first experience with Artillery. So how did you get involved with this company or this nonprofit that we all come to know and love that empowers marginalized communities and tells those stories that that people need to hear but might be a little difficult to hear
1: yes Um, so I had already heard of art stillery so I'm in an official capacity I'm also the manager of the Oak Cliff Cultural Center Um, and it's a city of Dallas building it's a division of the city's office of arts and culture so I'm a public employee. I'm a city of Dallas employee, and with that, I like to think of myself as someone who keeps, you know, their ear to the streets on what's going on in our city and everyone that's, you know, kind of doing something in the arts and cultural landscape here. And um, I had heard about Art Stiller and the work that they were doing already, and I was like, man, this is really interesting. And then a really good friend of mine, Lucila Rojas, yeah. um, was in that production of The Dirty Turk along with Jonah Gutierrez, and um, I had worked with Jonah on a ton of stuff, and Lucila would you know, help us out over at the Oakland Cultural Center with summer camp and other events that we had. And so they were in that production, I went to go see it. And I was immediately floored, you know, because as soon as I got out of my car and started walking towards it, it was an experience. And um, it's it a very, very few times have I had an experience like that. And um, and here it was in Dallas, you know, in, 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 in my city. And so it was really cool for me. But um, again, I was more of a spectator. And I was just Mm-hmm. so like in awe of everything that they were doing. I, I had already admired the company up until that point. And um, I remember, you know, following up with Jonah and Lucilla and just like, this was incredible. Like, you know, talking to some of my friends about it and um, just knowing that they were doing really cool stuff. And I knew that it would only be a matter of time before I got involved, whether it was, you know, me personally through an official capacity with the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, or some of the people that I worked with and eventually all of those things happened um I know it kind of uh, tumbled into like a meeting and I think Lucila was the one that invited me but it was it was Ilknor Lucila Jeff uh, Karen Aguilar and myself and we sort of just hung out and then that's when the the idea for art cultivation kind of came to be but um yeah I just I just remember knowing that I had to be in the mix somehow. And then, uh, you know, I ended up hosting, starting to host the art cult. And Ilknor one day said, hey, you should come read uh, for this production that we're doing called Generations of Adam. And I did. And I mean, you know, uh, I've, I've been involved or supportive of whatever Stillery does ever since. So.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, it seems that it, it has that power over people. Like the first time you come to art cultivation or participate, you're like, oh, I want to get involved with that. Right. You know, like it's got that grip. So, so you've been involved for over a year now which is so cool and been really part of this development of art cultivation um so what is your favorite memory from art I and mean, it can be from art culture it can be from generations like what's kind of this i, I tend to phrase it as what's the moment you realize like y'all had lightning up, lightning in a bottle that you knew like this was something really special
1: you know um and, it, and it's hard to kind of pinpoint a particular moment just because um, it feels like an evolution and it feels like things are always either, you know, being developed or growing into something that's a little bit better or the reach is a little bit broader or, you know, ideas are just being um, kind of fleshed out and, and grown with. But, um, you know, I always have conversations with people, whether they're You know familiar with the work or new to what art stillery does and those moments are always precious to me because it comes with an appreciation of you know i i feel like i put a lot of energy into this um and so many other people put so much energy into it and it means so much and our hope at the end of the day is that it provides some kind of impact and conversations with people show that it it does that and so much more and so those little moments that i cherish um I know one moment in particular, I was out with, uh, we, had done, we had been working on something and I want to say it might've been a Generations, uh, one of the first performances that we had. Mm-hmm. But um, I was out at the Belmont Hotel, which is not far from 723. I'll
0: say I'm That's looking cool. at it right now for my moment. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: and I crazy. was hanging out, um, but you know, we had kind of, I had, by that point, I had already gone through some of these experiences with our distillery. And um, I was sitting down with, with, and so this group of, this assembly was like, you know, the, the coolest assembly that could have had this conversation. But I was sitting with Morgana Wilborn, who is an actor, director, professor, photographer, all around Renaissance woman of Dallas. Uh, DR Man Hansen, who is an incredibly talented actor. He's mm-hmm. a producer, does Cinewild Wild at Texas Theater, Conchetta from uh, Mindfully Embodied, and Ilknor, obviously, um, of, of Art Stillery. And so we were having these conversations about, you know, kind of what guided us to where we were at that specific moment and what about our stories we wanted to kind of mm-hmm. incorporate into what we did and what we wanted to do for, to fulfill ourselves. Mm-hmm. and what we felt about the work that we were doing. And, um, you know, those conversations that we would have up until that point were little tidbits about, you know, what we were doing. But that conversation that night um, really kind of solidified my trust into Artillery mm-hmm. as an organization, into that group of people. Um, and uh, really, it, it, it really gave me a moment of clarity, like, hey, you're doing the right thing because it it was almost as if we all had our own story of of how we got there but we knew that there was whatever obstacle that we had to overcome to get there whatever struggle we went through we had those really difficult and challenging experiences but we were there and we were fearless and courageous and unapologetic and still had a trajectory to move forward and we knew just by that that discussion that we had with each other that we, we could at least trust each other and have each other's back to the point of like yes you 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 can fall back with your eyes closed, and I'll be there to catch you and um that was a really inspirational you know discussion that we had because every one of those individuals brought something to to my mind where it's like you know it, it's like assembling this army where you feel like you can take over the world with the arts, you know?
0: Yeah. It's really
1: cool because if you talk to any one of those people, they are amazing and they do some Mm -hmm. amazing work. And um, when you surround yourself with people like that, I mean, you could do, you could literally do anything. And um, that's one of those memories that I kind of hold near and dear to my heart. And it really kind of propels me to to the work that I do because I feel like our work is so aligned. Stillery will always be a part of it, whether, however small or large um, that tends to be in my life, so.
0: That's so cool. Oh, what an incredible experience and just being able to share, like, y'all's stories, which I think is a huge part of what Stillery does and what we do at 723. I know we talked, what well, I talked about on Friday at our event, that 723 is a space of refuge and narrative and the need for that balance. And so um, I've been talking to a lot of people about stories and the importance of telling their stories, especially in performance and art. Um, so kind of taking a shift toward more of, you know, individual artistry of in what you do. Um, is there, do you have a memory or something? Oh, my Siri came on, no. <laughs> I hate that every time.
1: Ugh. Technology, gotta love it.
0: <laughs> She's always like, hey, do you need me? I'm like, I never ask for you, ever no i never need you great thank you for that um what was i gonna ask good lord oh okay here we are so um is there an aspect of performing or creating that you've found the most challenging that you've come up against and been like oh i don't know how i'm gonna overcome this or how i'm gonna make break through this or you know so i see you're laughing so i'm assuming you have a good (laughs) good story yeah Yeah.
1: i I thought you know and it's it's interesting because um I mean I think I feel like it's the perfect follow-up question because um, you know s- saying all of that about that discussion with those people you know with, with, with that group of, of individuals um, performing to me is it it can be a nightmare at times because mm-hmm. I tend to have in, in certain aspects of my life I, I have this obsessive compulsion about things and I won't say disorder because it's not that <laughs> but um, um you know i i like to have things a certain way or do things a, through a certain manner um and all of that goes out the window with performing especially with something like theater and um you know when when you you put yourself in a position to be really vulnerable and open yourself up to whatever you're exchanging with your partners um it can be really frightening and scary and i think um What's really cool about the ensemble with Art Stillery and and the the group of people that you know I got to perform with in a close proximity um, it was it was nice to know that as as a nervous wreck as I can be when things aren't going according to plan, um, I have that team to lean on and um, I mean every night was you know every night's a different performance in theater and every second could be completely different in an art stillery production um, so I think for me the most difficult thing is is knowing that that things aren't always going to go according to planned but the discovery of, of uh, you know of new things of exciting things is going to happen and to just trust the people that you're working with and, and trust the process and I think that's why I like 723 so much too because you do feel that in the space you know walking in i know there was one point in time where we had kind of stopped and we did you know we had the gap of time after generations of adam ended and before we started the next art cult but by the time we had come back for like a tech rehearsal it was just this idea of you know whatever we had to carry on our shoulders there was a relief and you were in a moment of, of mm-hmm. like oh, okay I'm, I'm i'm safe and i can be brave again and and it's okay and um, you know the combination of space and people um, will calm, calm the nerves every time for me.
0: That's so cool. I'm so glad the space can be that for, for people. Like it just makes me feel so good about what we're doing and what's happening there. Um, so going on with this idea of creating and being involved with really creative people, um, what inspires you? I know this is a time, a really weird time where we're all kind of like at home, and we can't go places, we can't interact with people. And so some people might be short on inspiration. So is there like kind of like a go-to for you where, where you feel like, yes, this is, this is where I draw inspiration for my work and my life?
1: Yes. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and during this time specifically, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, a lot of us are figuring out, you know, what's going to happen. You know, we're trying to understand what's happening now and it's, it's kind of difficult, you know, for me to yeah. process, but, um, I feel like, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate up until this point to, work with you know a wonderful group of people where i can consistently look at and i i can't flip through instagram or facebook and not be inspired by some of these beautiful people and um and that's amazing to me i mean i'm I'm so lucky and so you know to be able to to look at that and and look at what art stillery does and look at my family and and mm-hmm. you know and those kinds of things um in moments of reflection i know that there's there's always going to be a you know work to do um, and there's always going to be some type of inspiration um, it's just that I think the the way that I translate that into into what I put forward and what I present um, will have to find a kind of new and improved way with with the way you know reality chooses to kind of move forward and so um, yeah I mean that's that's kind of kind of where I get it from
0: <laughs> yeah Plus, yeah it's been such a weird kind of experience of just being trapped at home for I think I counted like almost four months now
1: so,
0: yeah <laughs> no so during this time where we're you know all kind of in weird places and let's be honest probably expecting another stay at home order to come down for Dallas County because of everything that's happening and um, there's a lot of ways that we can still like grow and learn and be inspired. And so if you could recommend one book or movie, I know some people don't like, don't love to read. So I want to give the option um, that you would want everyone to kind of experience during the stay at home order. What would be the book and or film and why would
1: you recommend that? Well, I'm lucky. I, I, I enjoy reading. Um, (laughs) And, um, and it's funny because uh, you know, we've, I've been having a lot of difficult conversations um you know recently and specifically with with family um just because I feel like even for me right there's a lack of understanding when it comes to certain issues but I feel like um a big inspiration for for who I've become um was my oldest brother and so my oldest brother passed away five years ago but um he kind of was the, the role model and led me to this kind of thinking that that I have now and um so it's probably not the best book to read when you're like 11 or 12 years old. But he had um, told me to read the autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> wow. And so Right. Yeah. And so I was a young kid, but I mean, I didn't really understand what I was reading, but I took little things from it. And yeah. I remember being so young and thinking, how is it that things like this can happen? And so um, even now I have, I think I have about two or three copies of it, but I always, anytime I talk to someone about books and to kind of give them an understanding of where i kind of started my journey in in terms of who i am um that book did so much for me mm-hmm. and even to this day I'll, I'll try to read it at least once or twice a year and i'll i'll find something and, and i'll look at it through a different light or i'll find you know a, a perspective that i didn't have before um, and um yeah i mean i would recommend i would recommend everyone to read the autobiography of malcolm x Um, But aside from that, I just finished uh, Octavia Butler's, so I'm big on like dystopian kind of sci-fi-ish novels, but I just finished um, Octavia Butler's Xenogenesis, Lilith's Brood Trilogy. So three books, super long, but wow, they're amazing. Um, Really cool books. um, But those are good if, you know, you want to get your dystopian sci-fi fantasy kind of uh, (laughs) hat on during these times. Yeah. Um, so it'll definitely keep you entertained during quarantine. Um, uh, but yeah, and then movies, uh, again, because of this com- conversation that, that that's mm-hmm. going on uh, globally, um, a friend of mine, Amber Sims had posted something on Twitter that was a film by John Singleton, rest in peace, uh, called Rosewood. Mm-hmm. And that was another film that my older brother had put me on. But um, it's with uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Bing Rain, Esther Roll, but it's a it's a situation where you know a, a community um, a white community is outraged because a white woman accuses a black man of rape, mm. um, and it kind of stirs up you know the tensions and it it yeah. turns into like a war essentially. But um, you know there's themes in it that that you can reflect on, and you know I'm I'm not a black person, but uh, I think that these stories have um the the information that we need and and you know where i'm coming from particularly to to kind of grasp a reality that that i don't fully comprehend um but i'm willing to listen and so i think um i think that's one of the one of the takeaways for me during this uh this time is really being able to have an open mind and have a discussion and listen um, you know, actively listen. I think a lot of us think that hearing things is, is okay when it comes to how we, how we live together and it's not, you know. There's so much, so much uh, that we say within action and I think actively listening is the first step that we need to take. Um, and this film, Rosewood, it's, it's, it's beautifully crafted. The message is really powerful um, and I would recommend during this quarantine.
0: And those are great recommendations. I think it's powerful that you've recommended, you know, two kind of stories about what, it, what it being Black means and what does that look like? Because, you know, it's, as I've kind of said over and over, till, again, I've had similar conversations that are very difficult conversations, but I'm um, telling people like, it's my responsibility as a non-Black person to educate myself on the Black narrative. It's right. not a Black person's responsibility to tell me. Exactly. Yeah, if they feel welcome to share the story, like that's their story, but I'm not gonna put that on them. So I really thank you for recommending more research people to kind of educate and learn about the Black narrative in America. Um, so I have one more question.
1: Right. And it's
0: a question that I don't send anybody, but I ask, ask it every time. I, I keep thinking it's gonna be a surprise, but I'm assuming it's probably not a surprise at this point. So, oh, well, here we are. <laughs> um, so the final question I ask everybody, Um, that I'm really interested in hearing because I think each person kind of falls along the same like spectrum, but uh, they all recommend different things. It's very interesting. So the question I ask is, um, if you could broadcast one or two sentences to the entire world and everyone would really receive that sentence and soak it in and let it kind of make a difference in their lives, what would your sentence be?
1: You know, I thought about, <laughs> and I think about this all the time. Um, in terms of, of uh, like what I, I what I would like to convey, mm-hmm. or what message I would like to send off, and um, it's as much uh, I think it's as much a, a message for myself as it is for for the world. But um, for me, it would be love all that you can and um you know a lot of us have difficulty with 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 that and uh me particularly you know and and so many things so many obstacles and and so much reality to deal with (laughs) um uh, i i enjoyed a passion for theater at a young age because Mm -hmm. it was you know it was a form of escapism um and i could kind of process things on, on my own schedule. But um, I think um, one of the things that I was never short on from my family was was an abundance of love and support. And, um, you know, during really tough times, I know it's hard to kind of revisit and and, and think about that, but um, love all that you can and, and kind of put that out there um, for everyone.
0: I think it's great advice. It's so, so needed. Well said so thank you so much for joining me um you will be posted at some point in the next couple weeks (laughs) Um, so yeah so i want to really say thank you for making time for this i know i really appreciate it and i know um you know the opportunity to uplift stories is so important and so thank you for sharing yours with us oh
1: yeah thank you i'm i'm happy to do this and uh I appreciate this a lot, so so thank you for you know, taking the time out to interview me, little old Ralph. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely, it's fun. Cool.